try that again. And, okay. Sorry about that. All right, so here we are talking about Impact tonight. What do you think of the show tonight? Um, definitely not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, like I said before, um, this was like the first show I was able to like sit down and actually just like obtain like the entire show of its yeah. you know, entirety. Um, first show in a long time. Um, you know, first time just like really sitting down, really being introduced to all these these guys that I'm haven't been really like familiar with in a while. Um, one guy that actually really catches my eye is uh, Ace Austin. That guy's awesome. Uh, yeah. Phenomenal talent. Yeah. Uh, definitely reminds me of, like, a lot of Matt Taven. Okay. A lot yeah. Like All right. Taven. I see uh, that. Especially I see with, that. like, the hair. Especially with, like, the cane. The way he just personifies himself. Yep. And uh, I, I think, you know, the whole tournament, I think he really got screwed over there. Right. Um, but. We'll get into that as we go along to show here for people who aren't aware of what happened tonight. Um, right. I got screwed, so yeah. I'll just put it that way. I missed last week's. I have it, uh, the file on my computer. I just haven't sat down and watched it. But now that I'm restarting this show, I just I made it a point to start at 8 o'clock and watch it. I thought it was overall pretty good. Um, it's mostly concerned with what's going to happen with the world title match or with the world title situation. That was one of the main concerns because uh, they were saying that it wasn't um, hasn't been on the television in about two over two months. Ever since Tessa won it, I think she only appeared a couple times, maybe on TV with it. And, uh, and you, you would figure they would do it by like old school like wrestling standards. Like obviously, if you're not around defending the belt, vacate the belt. Exactly. Yeah, and um, they didn't really even clear that situation up either tonight. I mean, I guess just a big brawl broke out, right? They didn't. Yeah. So because Ace Austin, yeah, it was basically just like four of them in the ring. Scott Demore is like, "Oh, it's gonna be the five of you," and us, you know, Ace is just like, "Oh, you're in C now. What are you talking about? There ain't no five people." Scott's just like, "Oh, you know, just turn around, turn," and then just you know, trade just comes out of nowhere. So uh, yeah. Who do you think the mystery attacker is? Oh, oh man, mystery attacker. That's they boy. You know, that's put tough too much. Like uh, I said, like I'm, yeah. I'm not, not really familiar with a lot of these guys. Um, you know, it, it it's hard. I, you know, I can't really tell. I, you know, the the only thing I could probably think of is maybe one of the uh, new uh, inquirers from these whole. Uh, all these guys who were uh, released by WWE, now they're trying to acquire oh, all these talents. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I see think what you're saying might, here. I, I think it might be somebody new. You know, somebody right. that we're not familiar with seeing, or somebody who's probably returning. Um, obviously, we got that little hint hint from Rhino today talking about, I have a tag team partner. He has kids. Oh. Well, we know who that is. We know who that is. Yeah. That was the whole gimmick. So oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't even catch that line, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, that, that's why I messaged you. I was all like, "Yeah, Heath is definitely going to be a slave of history." Wow, if it's that's coming cool. down. To- so, um, I, I definitely want to see Mike Bennett come back. Um, he was another guy that I thought was very underutilized, and um, they did play that flashback moment with him and uh, Earl Hebner. That's, that's what made me think he was coming in. Yeah, I 
I kind of thought that was corny, but it kind of gave a little hint there. Same thing with EC3. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's probably indicating for those guys making a comeback. And right. honestly, just looking at Mike Bennett at that stage of his career, I thought he just sounded a lot better on the mic because I just thought he's being himself. Well, that's the thing with uh, Impact versus uh, WWE, and we've talked about this before. I think that uh, you know WWE has scripted promos; they make people talk in ways that no grown-up human being will talk. It's just they use words that, and an Impact and other promotions just they're just allowed to go off the cuff and be themselves, you know. So, and I think that 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 was more it was more genuine that promo that you saw on uh, Impact tonight, that flashback moment. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, a uh, lot of a uh, lot of indications, and you know the way they're promoting that, uh, um, it, it's definitely a good way to start. Um, just hopefully, when anniversary comes right around, um, it lives up to its uh, promise. I guess you would say. Yeah, I think it's going to end up being a really good show. Um, um, it's usually a good show, but this year, I mean, I think they have so much, and hopefully, if any of these talents come in and you know that they're coming in, that'll actually um, boost up Impact's uh, morale, or, or you know, up a little bit more, and make people more interested in their watching as well. Because not a lot of people get access, not a lot of people watch it anymore. Well, I mean, it definitely, uh, definitely caught my attention today. You know, we yeah. actually just sit here. With my notebook and just like, all right, you know, first first full episode of Impact I've watched in about, I want to say maybe like five years. Oh wow, wow, yeah, so, I was I was um uh, I go back and forth with them, but uh, I've been trying to pay attention a little bit more lately. So that's it's good. Know, I, you know, like I said, getting familiar with some of these guys here, some of the guys I am familiar with, um, you know. When we, you know, let's go over like the first match here uh, that kicked yeah. off the show. Uh, Mike Belgan, Ken Shamrock, Sammy Callahan, triple threat match. Um, obviously, this- that didn't waste no time. Shamrock just wasted no time. Uh, Callahan's in the corner. Uh, I, I, I kind of found this match a little bit sloppy and slow paced, but not from Elgin and Callahan, but from Shamrock. All right, I, you know, I've noticed. I noticed that too. Uh, not the rip on Shamrock because he, you know, he was an amazing talent uh, in his day, but um, he just looked a little bit too old, you know, <laughs> and sloppy in there, and wasn't moving around properly. It seemed like, you know, right. I mean, the outside dive that he took—that uh, was definitely a high spot. I wouldn't expect yeah. that of Shamrock. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Um. He basically. Basically, no sells the DDTs. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, classic Shamrock there. Right. Boy, but, you know, look at him. You know, in the physique he's in at his age. Boy, you would think Al Bundy took steroids. <laughs> <laughs> for, for someone his age to look that way, um, I'd be afraid of him still. I really would be afraid of him. But, he, but um, it's just this particular match looks sloppy the, uh, on his part. Yeah, but, it, yeah. It, it was just. But um, going going over the match here again. Um, they uh, broke one of the turnbuckle pads. Yep. Uh, Elgin ends up winning. Turnbuckle spot exposed. Uh, Elgin hits Shamrock with the power bomb. 
Um, and what it looked like, you know, it really looked like um, Shamrock was, you know, and Callahan were on good terms. You know, they were helping each other out. Right. And then, you know, the match ended. Uh, Callahan just disappears from a push of a button. And Shamrock's just in the ring like, the fuck do I do now? Yeah, everything was gone. But I guess that's the power of you can you can film with uh, no audience that they could do all those effects and stuff. So it's easier to do it that way. Yeah. It was a good match I overall, mean, you know. Cool. It, yeah, it, it was good. Um, yeah. like I said, I mean, there was like some parts in the match I really didn't think they knew what to do next after one spot. In uh, right, I, I could definitely see it in like Shamrock's and Callahan's face, just a look of confusion, like. Okay, just going to pick it up a little bit, then slow pace. Pick it up. Um, especially the double clothesline. Um, Shamrock just took it very, very sloppy. Um, yeah. Another, I mean, nothing against Shamrock. I mean, especially with the age he's at. Um, I mean, I'm surprised he even wanted to come back into wrestling in the first place. Right. Uh, but uh, moving on to the next match here. Um, Tasha Steele versus Susie. Uh, Susie, interesting character. Very interesting character. It, it's kind of like yeah. a, um, oh my god, if I, I could think of a movie, you know, there's so many movies that would remind me of this. Yeah, it's she goes like back and forth. It's kind of like one of those alter egos where it's like, you, you constantly consist yourself like, hey, I'm not psycho. I, you know, right. I'm trying to be type of person, but then people just push you to those boundaries. And you know what? It kind of reminds me of that movie. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this movie. It's a movie with D. Snyder, and he was like this uh, killer, uh, and he had all these like women and like into his house. He had like this dungeon, and he would like lock them up and torture them, sew their mouths together, and then he ended up doing some time. Um... Stranglehold, Strangeland, Strangeland. Yes, yeah, yep. That's, that's I have not seen that. Yeah, reminds definitely what she reminds me of. Yeah, um, not familiar with the character. I mean, I am familiar with Sue Young, obviously. Um, it's yeah, this is her. Know. The Susie's uh, Sue Young's alter ego, so she goes back being Susie and Sue Young. So uh, I guess Susie is the uh, more normal version. Sort of see the one that's not crazy, but yeah, she's. I think that she's talented. I really like her a lot, and I think that you know she's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch on, and one of the better characters that Impact has. Tasha Steeles, I'm surprised actually signed with Impact uh, recently because I think she showed up in the second season of NWA on NWA Power, and then all of a sudden she was just gone. So, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. she's definitely a phenomenal talent. Um, I've you know, between you and me, we've seen her at like Northeast Wrestling shows. Yep. Um, I, you know, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we see Christian Casanova in the future. That'd be amazing if he really popped up there. Um, It'd be a good because he's, he's a great talent. That he's a great talent. That guy, and you know, I guess uh, what was it last the last Pro Wrestling Illustrated? He. Um, they did an article on him on uh, he's one to watch in the future, you know, as far as like being a superstar. And I think that that's pretty amazing for a guy that works the local area for us, the local area for uh, us, you know, that he's featured and he's probably going to be a big star someday. You know, he looks yeah, like it. I, I, and I think TNA, 
uh, impact would definitely be a good start, um, especially for the, for the X division. Yeah. Um, but going over this match here, uh, Susie, like right in the beginning of the match, she just looks so spaced out. You know, she's just like <laughs> looking around. Like, yeah. And, you know, you have Tasha like, hello, hello. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, um, uh, a move in the match that really caught my eye that made me kind of cringe a little bit was um, Susie, uh, she did like this like palm thrust right to uh, uh, Tasha's neck and I'm just like, oof, like, you know, very, very, very vicious right. for her. But then uh, obviously the finish of the match, Susie gets distracted by Hogan, uh, Steel hits with the cutter, Tasha wins, um, due to you know, their little victory dance. Right. Uh, then we go to the backstage segment. Um, they're basically off the clock, as I said. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jessica Havoc, which, um, you know, Did they're sitting there like, oh, acting like big scaredy cats. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you just caught a scaredy cat. You know, why right. don't we take this in the ring right now? <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, they just walked away. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was just bizarre. That whole thing, that 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 scene. I mean, the impact seems to do that sometimes. They end up having the whole entire scene and then just wasting it for no reason whatsoever, and just like, yeah, nah, never mind. But the um, the tag match next, I really liked a lot. It was a was a Willie Mac and Cousin Jake against Swinger and Chris Bay. Was that the tag match? Yeah. it was definitely a good match. Yeah. Nothing that really caught my attention when it comes to like spots. I, I just thought right. it was like a good back and forth match. Um, um, fun fact about Chris Bay. Chris Bay. Um, I wasn't familiar with him wrestling. How I, mm-hmm. I would how I was introduced to Chris Bay was actually his YouTube channel years okay. ago. He um. He had his own collection of uh, WWE DVDs. He would do unboxing. Oh, really? And it was just like around that time when he said, oh, yeah, I, I want to train and become a professional wrestler, yada, yada, yada. And I-, I followed him for a little bit through some of his videos, but then some of his videos kind of like lost me for a while. And so, I, you know, I've seen him resurface and I'm just sitting there like, Chris Bay, like, why does that name ring a bell? Until so I looked really? him up and you know, he just popped up and i'm like oh my gosh the dude i used to follow on uh youtube he actually that's crazy the dream was, yeah that's crazy know, yeah he, he's a cool dude I, I i caught him at a uh paradise alley show one night it was one night he was working 205 live then the next friday he was actually at a paradise alley show in east haven and i ended up running into him and talking to him and then literally like less than a month later he actually made his uh debut with impact and signed with impact. So it was, it's good to see him make it a guy that would always work, you know, indies. And I was watching him in championship wrestling from Hollywood too. He's, he's quite the talent. So good for him making it. And, uh, I don't know why they teamed him with swinger though. That was just a really oddball pairing. Yeah. I don't really think that team really, uh, meshed well together. I mean, maybe from a heel perspective. Yes. But, um, you know, going up against uh, Cousin Jake and Willie Mack. Um, you know, after the match, uh, Willie and Jake get the win. Willie hits the stunner. Uh, Swinger and Bay attack after the match. And then we see the return 
<laughs> the part that I like the best about this is after the match when they all were trying to high five each other and then they wouldn't because of the whole social social distancing. So they were doing it in up in the air and stuff. That was that really had me laughing. That was really good. It was funny. I loved yeah. it. Um, but uh, going back to Chris Bay here, um, as you said, you know, just within a short amount of time, just signing with Impact Wrestling. Um, he's actually also going to be making a uh, video game appearance as a DLC character for the Retromania video game. Coming this out is, soon. if I played video games, I would definitely get this game because it's, uh, it just seems like a really awesome game and they keep announcing more and more really good stuff that's going to be in this game. Like, you know, they're featuring the NWA with the world champion, Nick Aldis and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. their that- the NWA was helped promote it a lot. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and you know what? Not even that game either. But um, the future wrestling game coming out for uh, the virtual basement. A lot of people signed for that game. Yeah, a lot of people. You have to keep um, me updated on that. I know there was a couple Impact superstars that were signed, but I think they had to uh, back off due to their contract agreements. Okay. So I know some of them were cut off. I think Sue Young was cut off. Um. But yeah, just a lot, a lot of people signed to this game, and you know they're they're looking at this game as like probably one of the biggest next big wrestling games to uh, be released. Um, really? Whether that would be for current gen or the next gen, um, I'll, I'll definitely send you a video. Um, yeah, absolutely. I did see some screenshots. I, I did see like screenshots of like character developments, and it just it definitely looked realistic. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to that. But cool, um, let me mind the notes here. Uh, already went over the whole uh, Rhino segment. Yep, um, and there was the world title. Uh, the world title segment, right, was next with uh, Austin interrupts Scott Demore, and then Elgin and Edwards come out, and then just a huge brawl, and they never really uh, got to saying what they wanted to say. So, how do you think this situation is going to come out? Uh, do you think that uh, Tessa's going to show up with the world title later? Oh, wait, what's his name? Showed up uh, too, didn't he? Oh. Moose, your buddy, your your favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy. Um, you know, it, you know it, it's kind of interesting, too, because I think if it comes down to it, if Tessa doesn't show up, Moose is going to be a obvious replacement as we've seen the segment with uh Bruce and Austin and Tag. Yep. Um, um obviously that was some type of foreplay right there. Um but uh seeing Eddie Edwards come back um yep. definitely a lot different from the last time I was familiar with, you know, got his hair braided and uh he doesn't look like the uh yeah, he doesn't look like the technical wrestler like he was back in the day in uh, Ring of Honor and like, such. Looks like, he, uh, looks like he gained a couple pounds, too. That, and he became a hardcore wrestler walking around with the uh, kendo stick and stuff like that. So it's he's a completely different character than he was before. Um, not exactly sure how that uh, developed, because I think I wasn't really watching Impact when that happened. So my thing with the whole world title situation is they've been teasing that uh, they've been teasing the name change back to TNA out over the last yeah. couple months. 
So, and then they had the TNA reunion on top of it. And then Moose shows up with the TNA world title. Could this be uh, the so, situation that's going to make it happen? Could this be the what's going to actually say, hey, TNA is coming back next week, and then it's going to be TNA Impact Wrestling once again? I mean, who, who knows? I mean, they've been saying TNA this, TNA that. Um, I mean, the fact that they have practically two world championships on one show yep. um, which kind of threw me off guard because I'm sitting there sitting like, Wait a second, is it Tesla World Champion? What is Moose doing with the TNA yeah. World title? Um, oh, he stole it. <laughs> right, so that's practically his own little um, jewelry yeah. uh, fashionable piece there. But um, yeah, going over this uh, Slammiversary announcement, um, obviously from, as I was telling you before, Austin, uh, he just felt like he was screwed, you know, yep. going throughout that whole tournament. Winning the tournament, becoming the number one contender, and only for Scott Demore to be like, "Listen, uh, keep your space for social distancing, and uh, we're not going to do it like this, you know. And yep. we're going to have this determined in a five-way match. Obviously, there's not five people in the match. There weren't right. five people in the ring, uh, excluding Scott Demore. Um, you know, Austin basically just, just calls him a senile old man." And uh, Scott Demore is just like, hey, look behind you. And Trey just comes out of nowhere. Uh, yep. Drop kick. Uh, Leads him to a big brawl um, with the questions of where's Tessa? Yep. So who knows? Um, I'm hoping Tessa shows up. She's a phenomenal talent. but um, Oh, yeah. She's great. Yep. Not, not sure if it's just with the weight of the world and the whole pandemic going on. Um, we'll see. I mean, that whole segment with uh, Moose backstage with Austin um, may uh, clear some airways here with some uh, possibilities. Yeah. Um, which also leads to uh, next week's episode with Moose taking out Hernandez. I think that's going to be a weird match. I mean, obviously, uh, we both discussed uh, Moose's talents before, but Hernandez is quite the talented man. He's actually a really good wrestler. So, and uh, didn't you wrestle Moose a couple weeks back, like a month back, I think? And it was a really decent match on his part, you know, from watching uh, Hernandez. And I hadn't seen Hernandez since he left TNA, like however many years back. So it was, it was good to see him, and he still got it. He still yeah. has it. Yeah. Definitely does. Um, and I, I think, uh, you know, with the this whole revival of like Impact TNA. Uh, um, I, I think it would be a good opportunity to have, you know, a good TNA original finally in the uh, world title picture. Yeah. Um, especially with Moose. Um, yeah, fuck that guy. I, I'm just <laughs> not fond of Moose. Um, but uh, going on to the next match here, uh, Crazy Steve taking on Jacob Christ um, with his whole group. Uh, with uh, Joey Ryan, or uh, should I say Joseph Ryan? <laughs> Joseph Ryan, the cancel culture. Yep, I didn't and know. Then, um, uh, I didn't know that uh, Jake Jake Christ uh, actually joined them. Now it's, it's Rob Van Dam and uh, what's his, what's her face, Katie Forbes, are, not, are with him now too. So I didn't even know that they're all part of that group. Boy, and uh, looking at RVD, it just made me laugh. You know, with his hair braided on the side, and, you know, just him. <laughs> 
making out with Katie the whole time, and I'm just yes. Like, that's what they've done. That's that's what they've been doing on the TV show for the last like I don't know six or seven months. It just shows them sitting in bathtubs making out or in a backstage area sitting on a couch doing the same exact thing. And uh, Rob Van Dam looked. Like he could barely walk walking uh, walking to the ring. He looked like he was banged up really bad. So it was very strange, yeah. you know. Well, which is funny that that you said that because I actually just seen a um, I think it was like a not like a commercial, but like some type of advertisement with um, RVD promoting some type of like um, like uh, cream for like uh, pain relief, <laughs> like a CBD cream or something. Because yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> Which funny that you mentioned that, but um, I mean this match wasn't really um, nothing really special with this match here. I mean, mm-hmm. no, it was basically attacked. a squash. Yeah. Uh, um, Ryan distracts Steve. Chris picks up the win, um, doing like all sorts of like these like vicious types of kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing really that uh interested me uh with this match. Well. Um, I have to say the main event, though. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yep. So, uh, like, before the main event, you know, the whole speculation of Deanna Perrazzo was in the building, but nowhere to be found. Where is she? Oh, boy. And with the main event coming up, you already know what that means. So, uh, spoiler alert. So, we had the uh, TNA Knockouts Championship on the line here with Taya Valkyrie taking on... Uh, my new uh, eight by ten signee of Jordan Grace. Uh, that was a that was a quite the uh, photo. Yeah, you showed me that. That was nice. Uh, quite the nice photo of her. I didn't know that she uh, looked like that. <laughs> yeah, she she, uh, she had a couple photos on there that um interested me. Um, and I think there was another photo too. It was like for thirty. It was with her and um Josh Gresham or her boyfriend. Okay, but you know, just basically like a double photo, both signatured. Uh, um, you know, I, I might buy more. Uh, great talent, though. Yeah. But um, getting into the match, you know, Grace is practically in control most of the match. Um, the you know charges the beginning of the match does some outside dives. Um, Taya practically on the outside. You know, getting some momentum, catching breathers. Um, crashed outside um, when she was on top of the turnbuckle, which uh, that looked like it hurt. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to the end of the match, but by the time I came back, uh, um, obviously Grace retained the title, and we made yep. the debut of Deanna Perrazzo attacking yeah. uh, Grace. Just end the show. Yes, she got her uh, in the arm bar and looked like she was about to rip her arm out of the so out of the socket. Like she was really ripping at it. So that was a uh, that was a pretty good match, though. I thought it was pretty good. Not that it's uh, you know it was um it was fun. Nothing. There was some good spots in it, but nothing too crazy. Uh, I liked it a lot, though. But the um, Slammiversary is July eighteenth, and. They have a lot going into it. It's only what a month and two weeks away, a month and a week away, and it just seems like they're, just seems like they're really building it up really well. They're, like yep. they got, uh, obviously, it looks like they might have um, some people debuting. The gentleman that we all saw, uh, 
Keith, uh, probably EC3, Michael Bennett, and whoever else may pop up. It looks, yeah. um, I don't know well, if they're going to be a faction necessarily, or if it will, they'll just uh, eventually throughout the show come in. So it, I'm really looking forward to seeing Slammiversary this year. Yeah. Um, especially with the, uh, you know, the current WWE superstars who were released. And yeah. uh, just like the little snippets and hints that we got from tonight's show, obviously, um, as we mentioned before, the flashback with uh, Michael Bennett and Earl Hebner, yep. EC3, Save the Day, um, Rhino talking about, I do have a tag team partner. He has kids. <laughs> and it's like, oh. Well, that's wow. that one's like really obvious because that was... Uh... That was Heath Slater's um, big gimmick towards his uh, end of his run there in WWE. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, plus guys being the first SmackDown tag team champion uh, yep. when the brand split. Um, yeah, very, uh, very interesting uh, outcome of what seems to be um, possibly the Good Brothers with Carl and Luke Gallows. Um, hey, did you hear? Did you hear any hints of those guys, or was it uh, was that speculation, or well, did you actually hear something I mean, about that? From the, from the, well, from the video package that they saw, I mean, they they showed Gallows, they showed Carl, oh, okay, okay, they showed. Um, well, so they showed. They did show EC3, Michael Bennett. Um, uh, another name that comes to mind that I don't think he he hasn't really been brought up is uh, Eric Young. I didn't think of that, you know, but the thing is, it um, it wouldn't surprise me because that was his home for many years, many, many years. That So if he went back there, I'm sure that they would just really welcome him. And he was, uh, didn't he win the title at one point? Yeah, he was Impact Champion at one time. Impact so, Champion, uh, yep. TNA Knockouts Tag Champion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I would love to see him back in there because if anything, WWE did not. Um, at, once he got called up to the main roster, they literally did nothing with him. You uh, saw him in background skits. He barely worked uh, matches, and it's a shame because he was around for so long, did so many great things in Impact, and it just shows you how WWF uh, WWE uh, thinks of certain guys. You know that they uh, if Vince does not have interest in you, then he's not going to do anything with you. And, you know, uh, other companies, some of these guys like EC3 and Eric Young will be utilized properly, especially in Impact. The, both of those guys were the leaders at some point, like the champion, you know. And so it's good. And I would love to see both of those gentlemen back in there. So it'll be good. And, and the rumor has it that uh, EC3 has actually signed. Uh, but obviously he's in that video package from promoting Slammiversary, so that's going to be uh, I'm just looking forward to see if there's anybody else that's coming in because they laid off a lot of people during that uh, during that firing that mass firing, so we'll see who else, yeah. I, I, I can't think of anybody else offhand that would come in, but I'd like to see it you know, what's so great about uh, you know a lot, of these, a lot of these guys being released is like, there's more options nowadays if we were talking last year, guys getting released, you yeah. know, obviously they would set up their uh, their Gmail accounts and say, "Hey, book me." You know, nowadays it's like, okay, after WWE, what's next? You know, you have the launch yeah. of uh, 
you have AEW, you have um, TNA, who's trying to make somewhat of an impact, uh, no pun intended. Uh, um, uh, I mean, even, even like NWA Power. Um, couple it's a lot of former... Uh, a lot of former Impact guys were there, uh, or in power, and at least you know they made a few appearances throughout um, season one, two, and three. I mean, Nick Aldis was in there. Uh, Thomas Latimer was in there. Obviously, Ken Anderson, Cole Cabana, everybody. There's a lot of guys. I think that also comes through uh, Billy Corgan's connection with Impact Wrestling that that he brought in, who he felt. Um, would work really well with the National Wrestling Alliance. National Wrestling Alliance. I think the NWA is, uh, it really is my favorite uh, wrestling program right now. And it's kind of sad that it's not on right now, that they're not able to uh, be producing necessarily content as far as like a weekly wrestling program. They're doing different stuff. Right. Which I think that's why they're releasing all this uh, home media, like on DVD. Yeah. You know, we got the first, yep. uh, first season of Power. Um, Did you watch that yet? Did you watch it? So, still got to dive into it. I, oh, I you're been, gonna you're gonna like it. Just been looking at it, just like oh, like in an awe. Like, damn, I can't believe I got this. <laughs> um, de- definitely want to pick up that pre-order for. Um, definitely want to pick up that pre-order. Yeah. That me. Oh, the uh, into the fire pay-per-view. I bought that and sat and watched it, and I thought it was such a great show. Really, I think that's. Um, it was. Nick Aldis and James Storm in a best two out of three. Phenomenal match. It was a really good match. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe a little treat for your channel here, but as long as I'm here, why not? All right. <laughs> Let's do it. You know, yeah, see, I told you, I'm like a kid. I'm like a kid at Christmas when packages come and I got a bunch of stuff coming. And I'm, su- I'm surprised how late this came from uh, High Spots. But I mean that's okay. Really? I mean I, I think what really made my day was the phone call from RF Video. Uh, <laughs> not only not only once but twice. The first time he yeah. left me a voicemail. The second time he called me, he was like, "We found a Stevie Richards photo." Oh yeah, yeah just send that then. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. So <laughs> let me uh, get this in here. So get the box. Gonna unfold this. Let's see. Receipt paper. So that's. that's yeah, you don't. You don't need that. Right. <laughs> uh, take this out the bubble wrap here, and uh, what we have here is uh, three gentlemen who currently work for uh, AEW. Um, probably one of the. I, I want to say maybe like one of the hottest tag teams, but definitely one of the most popular trios hmm. in AEW. And that's that right. Is, all right. SCU from all three of them and comes with the certificate of authenticity here. That's beautiful, um, man. Definitely a steal. Um, I definitely missed out on these guys um, when they showed up last year uh, for the over the event. Uh, Cody and Adam Page making a surprise appearance. Um, And they they were giving out these uh, AEW uh, promo pictures. Mm -hmm. So I was like, shit. I could have, you know, had all three of them signed. So I would have had Cody, I would have had Adam, and then I would have had these three guys. But for some reason that night, I was just like, nope, nope, maybe another time, maybe another time. See, um, I do that sometimes. I, know they, I, know I do they that and miss out. Show. Yep. 
I know they appeared at a Danbury show, and that's when I was just like, oh, I could catch them there. But then I never ended up going. So definitely missed out on that. But um, yeah, uh, this is cool. Um, I'm not sure how I, many guys I had that signed on one 8x10, but um, I think this. Actually, no, I do have the Kingdom. I do have the Kingdom. Okay. Uh, this is my second um, 8x10 with all three members, at least. Um, I, met Daniels. I met Daniels, uh, has to be 10, 15 years ago at an indie show in uh, like Meriden, Connecticut. And uh, he was kind of he was kind of a weirdo. Like he thought I was like, I don't know, he's a little rude, kind of. But I was just like, I still got a picture with him and autograph and an autograph somewhere. And um, but you know, it, it was however many years ago. He's still working for Impact at the time. So why don't we just get into this for a little bit? Uh, how we know each other is through the powers of social media and YouTubing, and you're um. We're both collectors of wrestling merchandise and wrestling autographs and uh, media. So, why don't you tell the people, what exactly do you collect? Oh, boy. When it comes to wrestling memorabilia, I mean, pretty much anything. Uh, uh, well, maybe not necessarily anything. I mean, um, DVDs, especially DVDs. I'm a uh, yep. big home media um, really started to pick it up this year, um, with the start of my YouTube channel, because I've only started YouTube in January, uh, okay. um, which is crazy, because I didn't want to start a YouTube channel. Um, I had just moved in to this apartment in September, and I didn't have a dresser for my, um, my DVDs, so all my DVDs were still in the bin, so I kept looking at them, and I kept debating Sell my DVDs or get a shelf. Finally ended up getting a shelf. Beginning of January. Got it all set up. Got it all displayed. And I remember I was just laying down. Watching YouTube. Um, watching uh, like the DVD Freak. Uh, Wrestling Rampage. Okay. And I'm just sitting there. Taking a glimpse of what I have just uh, you know, put together here. And I'm yep. like... I was in debate for it for maybe like a good year or two. And, you know, I just sat up one day. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. And uh, <laughs> did the whole intro video. And um, that, that was pretty much it. But um, as it comes to, like, collections, besides, like, DVDs, um, a lot of 8x10s, uh, magazines. I'm, I'm a sucker when it comes to magazines. Um, I have a couple... Uh, Signed magazines, um, Christian, uh, Ray Mysterio, Ric Flair, uh, um, John Morrison, uh, uh, Road Warrior Animal, who I met this past January. Okay. Uh, how far back do your magazine? How far back does your magazine collection go? Um. Well, I've been collecting magazines since two thousand six. Okay. So one of the earliest magazines that I have was actually the first magazine that I have um, signed by Rey Mysterio. It was from April of 2006. Mm -hmm. It was right off the uh, WrestleMania 22 event. Oh, okay. And, you know, I, I just saved them because I was like, you never know. You never know. Yeah. 
And uh, that's um, it, that's one thing I regret from like growing up is that I got rid of stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, I would buy them, read them. I always went through them, and now I look at some of the stuff that uh, some of these are worth money. And I'm just kicking myself in the ass. Like, I had a bunch of the old WCW wrestling wrap-up magazines, and now I'm watching them sell for big bucks on uh, in auctions and stuff like that. And I had a, a bunch of them. And yeah. I had magazines dating back to the 70s, you know. But the one other thing is, um, through the whole unboxing thing, is that um, I discovered uh, unboxing videos and such, and that's how we came across each other. And... That's how I ended up subscribing and collecting again. And so I just started going back and buying magazines from the 70s and 80s, uh, wrestling magazines, as well as DVDs, autographs, all that all that sort of stuff. The similar way that you do. Yeah. You know. Um, actually, now, 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 now that I think about it, I do have a couple like old school like WWF magazines from like the 90s. Because yep. I do have one with uh, Jerry DeKing Waller signed. Um, I believe it was from July of 95. Um, that, uh, you know, practically anything wrestling, um, very few VHSs, um, the only VHSs I have right now is the, uh, WrestleMania Legacy box set, which I have been going over on YouTube lately, um, I saw that, now, that's, that's the one that came out in 99, right? Was that 99, um, what's... Awkward. What's weird about mine was when I bought it back on Amazon a couple of years back, mine only came with 1 through 14, but obviously um, the entire set comes with 1 through 15. So mm -hmm. mine was excluded from 1. So, I mean, I'm just going to be doing 1 through 14. Um, I mean, weird, but, you know, whatever. I mean, maybe I'll buy the uh, DVD for uh, 15. Yeah. So. Yeah, why not? You'll probably you can probably find the VHS loose on um, what's that eBay or whatever. You know, I always find I, stuff in the thrift stores. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I could, but then it wouldn't go with the uh, box set covers. Right. The uh, the WrestleMania 13 box for this box set is also gray with the uh, gray boarding and everything. The so metallic boarding. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, I used to have more. Um, right, right before I moved here, I had a bunch of like WWF, uh, VHSs from like 2002, um, yeah. early 2000s, uh, 1998, 99, uh, specifically like Attitude pre right. with Aggression Era. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, those, those were like the thing for my childhood were uh, no, I VHS know. tapes. Yeah, I know. And, I used uh, to collect, I collected a lot of the 80s stuff because I grew up in the 80s and then, uh, you know, that was my favorite era, was the uh, mid to late 80s. I was a small child in the 80s. but And then, you know, I rediscovered wrestling in the 90s and kind of never looked back. You know, there's probably like a couple years in between. But now my collection is just building like crazy again. <laughs> so. Yeah. Here. Um, another thing that you and me share in uh, similarities is uh, T-shirts. Yes. T-shirts. Big, big sucker for T-shirts. Um. My recent ones, obviously, you saw in my last video, was uh, favorite wrestler of all time, late great Owen Hart. Yeah. Um, his uh, Dark Side of the Ring yep. um, episode, which, uh, psh, tell you what, about damn time. And, that, um, um... you know, it, it's, so, it's, so, it's so crazy talking about Dark Side of the Ring. Um, going to that episode. Yep. You know, watching it the first time, I was kind of just like, you know, like, 
uh, like in awe, like, oh man, like this is crazy. But then uh, I just watched it again last night, and uh, okay, just just like the storytelling from like Jr. and uh, Jim Cornette, right? Father, you know, kind of uh, gave me a little bit of goosebumps, you know. I remember the evening. I remember when it happened. Yeah, and I just remember watching the pay per view, and I was just like, "Jesus Christ! Like this is insane!" And then watching the Raw the following night, and actually with a group of friends, and we were all just very sad, you know, watching while everybody's crying and stuff like that. It was nothing like that has really happened since, as far as that, um, you know, the Benoit thing was a different situation, uh, but. But you know, nothing that tragic, yeah. Of like them doing stunts like that, yeah, and wrestling actually dying at the event, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I found a coincidence was, um, they had the tribute show in uh St. Louis, mm-hmm. and it was just almost two years prior that uh, the Bad Blood pay per view. And they announced that Brian Pillman passed away. Jeez. Wow. Coincidence. Yeah. I remember the, uh, there was the tribute match on Monday Nitro, like a couple months later, and the same exact arena as Bret Hart wrestled Chris Benoit in what I believe was possibly one of the greatest matches in Nitro history. Uh, It's a technical masterpiece, and there was just so much emotion in that match. So it was, you know, it was great. So, that was awesome. Uh, that, definitely one of my favorite matches. Um, boy, just, uh, the, the whole outcome of how that happened, um, the way I think of it, and it didn't really cross my mind until I stumbled upon the question. And, uh, you know, all in hard dying and them continuing on with the event. I remember right. somebody meant. I remember somebody mentioning like, "Hey Vince, if that was your son Shane, would you continue on with the event or no?" Right. So yeah. You know. Well, I also heard of it. Uh, I, I was reading or watching something, and they were also amazed that once he died, it uh, it became a crime scene, and then they were basically stuff basically. Uh, to move the show or to continue with the show evidence was basically moved around. So they ended up kind of like messing around with the scene just to make continue with the show. So not everything was in place. So it made an investigation a little bit harder. Which which I don't understand because it's like throughout that whole circumstance, you see a man that's in the ring. Nobody knows what the hell's going on, especially the referee. You got, you, you know, you got Jerry Lawler jumping out of his seat to aid Owen Hart on the circumstance of his condition, and they have him yeah. running back and forth like a crazy maniac. And you have some of the fans, which uh, there was like two videos of like audio on YouTube of yeah. two uh, fans who were actually there that night that witnessed it. I, I heard that recently. Even, yep, and you know they were even talking about like you would know if it's fake with the ambulances, uh, like you know, like the people who were like uh, you know. In, uh, like with the ambulance and everything, it was like yeah. you know they're fully dressed. They don't look like any yeah. wrestlers who are like dressed right. in all white. Yes, like, yes, yep. I get what you're saying. You know, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're taking more precautions with it, and you know you you got people who are trying to work on him, trying to get his heart beating again, 
And um, I had heard when he fell, you know, he tried to get back up. You really? know, it's like he tried, he tried to get up a little bit, but then he just collapsed. The thing is, one of the things that I saw in that episode, which I found extremely bizarre that I never noticed in any of the footage that I'd seen prior, that there was actually a blood in the ring, like his blood in the ring. And they showed that in that episode of Dark Side of the Ring. It was like smeared blood in the ring from the fall. Yeah, uh, it was that hit, and that hit. The, uh, the boarding under it, it broke. Was yep. like, it broke, and they still yep. left it like that. So it's yep. like... It, you know, it would kind of be weird just to, like, look back at that pay-per-view on the network and see who doesn't go towards that spot. Is that, that's that. not up there, right? Is that up there on the network? I don't think it's up there. The pay-per-view is up there, but it's highly edited. Okay. So it's like it, it's okay. for the whole Owen situation. Um, speaking of that, I think it was on one of the um, wrestling like flea market things on uh facebook somebody yep. um took it from vhs on dvd but the yes. actual event um yep. i would never own it that that's one thing i'm not sure of you know out of my respect to you know one of my favorites of all time i you know i can never do that you know just looking back at that you know um I tend not to get emotional about it because I get so mad thinking about it. And then, right, Because exactly. I was just going through the year of 1999. I was just watching Ross from like 1999. And I'm just sitting there, you know, laid back. And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing with him? You know, yeah. they got him in the low card, having him team up with Jeff Jarrett. He doesn't want to do these angles with Deborah. And, you know, you hardly even see him on Raw. He's mostly on Heat. And then you have him dressed up in this goofy, blue, outlandish, um, you know what, speaking of that. You have him dressed up like this, okay? And <laughs> they, I, didn't know they so, I didn't know they sold blue blazer masks. <laughs> listen, I got this at the Northeast Wrestling Show about two years back. At the really? uh, the Lucha Mania event, okay, and I and I saw this and I was like, "That's a blue blazer mask. I don't buy that. I'm not a fan of his later blue blazer." You know, the 1989 um, year, the 1989 the, blue blazer, the 1980s Blue yep. Angels slash Blue Blazer. Yeah. That was that was fun. That was for that was good for at at its time, but for right. them to reprise it in '99. Should have never happened. I still got the mask here. I only keep this because, you know, Owen Hart. Anything Owen Hart, I will collect. So, masks, figures, t-shirts. Um, I'm hoping one day to own an autograph, but God forbid that's going to be impossible. You know, there's a Facebook group that I recently discovered that's like wrestling autographs and stuff like that. And, um... You'd be surprised at the guys that you find in there, and a lot of them are le legitimately um, have the certificate of authenticity. Because somebody had a, uh, a Benoit autograph up there, and it was like three hundred and change, and I was just like, I, I wasn't sure if it was real at first, and then the, the uh, authenticator that they had was, but you know that stuff does pop up, you know, autographs yeah. randomly. I'd love to get. You know, but, that, I mean, we're, we're a fan of, like, some of the same guys as well, you know, between him and, you know, Benoit and stuff. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, it's so funny, too, because the first question that other YouTubers ask me when they first, you know, uh, start interacting with me, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? First, you know, that's like the first name that pops up out of my mouth at all time. Because, you know, yeah. I just want to remind people, like, listen, I'm not here celebrating his death. I'm here celebrating the life that he had inside the ring and the person that he was outside. So, right. you know, I'm not having that ever change, like, my perspectives on Owen Hart, especially um, after this Dark Side of the Ring episode. It, re it really made me see what kind of man he was outside, despite all the good stories I've heard about him. Um, you know, just that one guy you never heard anything bad about. He was a really good dude overall, it seemed. Uh, you hear that anybody... Anybody says it, you know, between fans. He made friends with fans. You know, there was the one guy that uh, he would uh, he would call anytime he was town, and he'd stay at his house rather than spend money to stay in a hotel so that he could... He was very frugal, and he was just very friendly. He made friends with people, and he was more... Uh, he was a guy that he wanted to be a family man, so he was always trying to save his money, and he was just a, a friendly dude, you know what I mean? Trying to... Yeah, he didn't want to do wrestling for the rest of his life. Always trying to make somebody laugh. Um, yep, definitely a prankster. Um, yeah, check, check it out on YouTube. Um, there's actually audio of him and Bulldog making a prank call to uh, Sonny about a pizza. <laughs> Which I, I laughed that, so um, hard. <laughs> the pizza thing, I think that was something that he uh, he liked to do prank calls a lot. I know there's one where he. Uh, he called somebody down, uh, pretending to be the uh, the hotel manager, and then someone ran down to the uh, lobby with no Duck. clothes on. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's he was a funny guy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, think, I think my favorite story that I've heard from him uh, um, was the Bret Hart one. I think it was like WrestleMania four or five, and uh, Stu was in the hotel, and uh, Owen was on the phone with Bret and tell him like, "Hey, tell him it's Reg Park. You know, it's right. Right? If you want to try me, why didn't you need to try me? <laughs> I've heard this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when he got me. So yeah, last time after that aired the uh, Dark Side of the Ring, I ended up going back and watching so many Owen matches. I went. The first thing I did was watch uh, his match with Brett WrestleMania ten and. That's just a masterpiece, and I remember I remember watching that with a bunch of friends live, and literally when Owen pinned Brett, I jumped out of my seat back then, like, as a as a kid. You know, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I didn't. I at that time I did not expect it. That match, I will always recommend to somebody who yes, you know, for like good matches to watch or people who are like starting to get. It familiar with wrestling who don't mm -hmm. have a lot of history you know come up to me hey you know what's what's a good match that i should watch you know anybody from any year and i'll and i'll tell them like brett versus owen wrestlemania 10 you know that's a barn burner you know opening yeah. that you know that's yeah it's great. great that got the crowd riled up for uh for a good show you know wrestlemania was supposed to be the biggest and you always need a really good match to kick it off, and that match really was perfect. Like, absolutely perfect match. It's nothing... It's probably one of my, like, easily top five matches. Yeah. De definitely one of my tops.
you know, so so many matches, but that one will always come uh, number one in my book. Yeah, you know. So, so when your background, I see a championship belt. What belt is that? Uh, that's the uh, SmackDown tag team title. So, all right. I, it, it was the only one. I mean, I got it for Christmas like two years yeah. ago. It was on sale, and it's one of those commemorative ones, so it's not like right. a replica. It's basically the same thing, but obviously it's built differently. But right. I, you know, I couldn't go wrong for a hundred and ten dollars. So no, no, no. They start to sell some of those in the stores now. Uh, I've noticed the uh, championship belts, like not the plastic toy ones, but the ones that are more replica, like the uh, you know the better ones, the more expensive one. They're what like hundred dollars, hundred and change, like you said. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite piece of uh, What's your favorite piece of merchandise that you own? Did I ask you that already? No, um, yeah. favorite piece of merchandise that I own. Oh boy, God, I know there's so much. Let me see. Hold on a second. Jesus Christ, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Yep. Wow. Um, yeah, this one. I mean, there's there's probably other ones that, you know, that's a piece of merchandise that I have. So that's a raw magazine autographed by Ric Flair. Did you get that at a Northeast Wrestling event? No, this was actually at the 2018 Rhode Island Comic Con. Oh, wow. Um, wow. fun fact though, I had this magazine beforehand before mm -hmm. uh, Rhode Um, he was supposed to be at that Waterbury show, the uh, the Holiday Havoc show in December. Um, but then due to vending issues, um, he got replaced by Christian. Uh, ended up meeting him instead, and I was because I was really looking forward to meeting Rick. Um. I thought I'd never meet him again, but I sat there and said, all right, never say never. And then um, as soon as Rhode Island Comic Con was coming along, my, my boy was just like, you want to come? And I was just like, well, yeah. I, I mean, especially with, card, especially with the people that they had there. Um, I ended up meeting Rick Flair. I ended up meeting uh, Ken Shamrock that day. Was, was Steamboat there? Was that that one? He might have been there, but I think he might have been there for one day out of the three. Okay. Oh, all right. Gotcha. Well, I know he wasn't there when I was there. Um, I know Ted DiBiase was supposed to be there, but I think the day I was there, he was already gone. Um, who else did I ended up meeting? Uh, Diamond Dallas Page I ended up meeting. Really cool guy. He's a cool um, dude. Yep, yep. He gave me a uh, one-month free... Uh, subscription for uh ddp yoga which i mean i never i never ended up using it because i was pretty fit at the time um <laughs> i ended up meeting x Pac for the first time which he was probably cool funny story about him um when i met him i was probably like the first or second person in line you know just like hey how are you you know just engaging with me and uh very yeah, you know, and I told him, I was like, dude, you're probably one of my favorite cruiserweights of all time. Um, despite all the heat that you may have received back in your day, 
Right. But <laughs> if you really look at him, you know, he's the only guy to ever hold the uh, WCW Cruiserweight, WWF Light Heavyweight, and the TNA X Division title. Only guy to huh. ever hold that up. Wow. That's pretty interesting. And, uh, I forgot he was even in it, TNA, to be honest with you. There's so many people that ran through there for short runs. You, uh, it's hard to remember, you know? Um, I, I definitely remember him because, I, like, my boy introduced me to TNA back when it was still fresh, 2004, 2005. Yeah. And um, this was, like, around the day where I was still like, oh, boy, WWE is the place to be. The only place, the only <laughs> I'll ever watch. Boy, was I wrong, and I'm glad I was. Yeah. Um, he had told me about, like, all these guys who were there that I haven't seen in so long. I'm like, Jeff Jarrett? Yep. yep. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, but they're, like, um, you know, pay-per-view uh, exclusive a week. So I was like, I ain't paying pay-per-view a week. Fuck. I remember it was Wednesday nights, $10, uh, $10 a week. And yeah. I bought I bought a lot of them, and then I bought a Discrambler, and I watched them, watched them for free. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think that's how my uh, I think that's how my boy had it. He used to watch them for free. Yeah, but you know, around that time I was probably like ten or eleven years old. Yeah, so I'm sitting there like, I think my mom's gonna buy that. Until yeah. uh, they announced their uh, TV dealership with Spike. So um, once that aired. Um, I, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. You know, first person that popped up on the screen was AJ Styles. Yeah. And um, I remember just sitting there looking at him. I'm sitting there like, wow, this dude's actually going to be somebody. I never it's thought he was going to go. I never thought that. It's I hard to imagine. I always said that. He's never going to go to WWE. If and, you uh, were watching WCW in what 2000 when he was there as a jobber, you'd never think that he became because they, um, once TNA started, um, they featured him right off the bat or pushing them. You know, they're like, basically, this is the star of the future, and they let you know right off the first episode, the second episode, third episode, and they just went with him. And still, he's probably one of the best, you know, going today, still, as far as like mainstream wrestling stars goes. Right, you know. Um, going back to my uh, my X Pac story, uh, you know, just meeting him and everything. And uh, boy, he, you know, he was so he like, you want to pet my dog? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm petting his dog and everything. Yeah, you know, I was gonna go over there anyway. And um, we ended up taking three pictures, you know, cross chop, you know, X, full pack sign, whatever. And uh, I remember just leaving his booth. And, uh, you know, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall had just arrived. But uh, me and my boy had just, you know, left that table. And we're going to meet somebody else. I forgot who I was going to meet. I think it was Goldust. And um, he was just like, dude. I was like, yeah, what's up? He, you know, kept nudging me. He was like, dude, he looked like he was going to kill you if you didn't pet his dog. <laughs> I don't think you <laughs> I'm just like, really? I don't know, because he told me he was giving me, like, a look, and I didn't notice, and I was just like, well, whatever. I met Pac. Um, definitely somebody who I had on my bucket list for meeting, because I've always right. wanted to meet, um, like, DX and NWO members, uh, especially NWO members, because I'm a big uh, NWO white. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, and I had already met Kevin Nash and Scott Hall prior, so I didn't meet them. 
Um, funny thing about Scott, though, when I he was like the first I, I met out of the whole um, clique. Right. Uh, it was actually in what was it, Ansonia? What was in Ansonia of all places? It was 2014. It was at the um, the technical school. There was a show there. I like the Edmund O'Brien. What well, what's that school called? Yeah, I'm not the Emmett O'Brien School. Emmett O'Brien. Like yeah, this was back in 2014. It was Matt Hardy, Scott Hall, Cody Hall. Um, Boy, that sounds I, like I a stacked show already. I mean, I don't ever remember hearing about any shows in Ansonia of all places. That's such a it, weird town to have it in. <laughs> it was those three guys in particular, and um, the only person I was looking forward to meeting was Scott Hall. And um, you know, I remember just going up to him. He signed my picture and everything. I don't have any Scott Hall questions, but I'm just sitting there like, uh, "What's your favorite Owen Hart memory or Owen Hart rib?" And uh, he tells me a funny story about uh, him and Lex Luger. How he's, um, you know, he's having Luger on, you know, the the turnbuckle pose, and he's, like selling all these uh, turnbuckle uh, headshots, and he keeps going. Like Owen keeps going, and he's not stopping. And Luger's like, "What are you doing? Stop!" <laughs> People like to bust him on Luger, it seems like. <laughs> so, but yeah. I heard that he um, Owen would have hardcore matches with guys like Mick Foley, and then he would sell like a bag of styrofoam popcorn, you know, like he was getting hit with a bag of bricks or something. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> What's your favorite autograph that you have out of all your autographs? How many autographs do you have? Oh boy, um, too many. Uh, I mean, I do, I do have a video up on YouTube with my autograph eight by tens. And then obviously, um, ones that I've opened lately. Um, I have a lot. I, I can't really say how much, I mean, if I had to give a good estimate amount, I want to say maybe like over, I want to say over 60, maybe more. Okay. Uh, maybe quite a bit plus magazines, maybe more. Um, but yeah, with the recent inquires of like SCU, uh, Jordan Grace, uh, Diana Perrazzo, ironically, how I got both of them, how uh, ironic that is. Look at that tonight's show. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, hey, I got yours too. Like, I didn't forget about you. I can tell you um, what my favorite of yours is that you got was that Dynamite Kid one. When you unboxed that one, I was like, oh my god, I had no idea that existed. <laughs> So, I, I, you know, I probably would have to say that's one of my favorites, but I think my favorite's right here on my shelf. Yeah. I got this signed about three years back. That's the uh, Jared that's, Waller. That's awesome. That's which he signed the outside, and then he was kind enough to sign the inside as well. So that's amazing. It. So, uh, definitely one of my favorite uh, DVDs, too. Um, yeah, I can only imagine what is on that DVD, because, you know, I mean, that's got to be amazing. He had the, quite the, 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 the career, uh, Jerry Lawler. Um, 
I know that whenever Northeast Wrestling gets up and running again, I want to. Um, I have something that I want to bring with me when he's on the show. Is that uh, poster I got from Pro Wrestling Tees with uh, him and Andy Kaufman, and I want to get uh, Jerry Lawler to sign that. Um, I'll definitely get that framed and uh, put up. So I, I, I need uh, the Connecticut has to start letting people run shows really quick, really soon, because I'm going to go crazy. Uh, and you know what? I think that's the only reason why I've been uh, buying autographs is uh, because of this whole um, pandemic going on. So, uh, right, acquiring all these autographs of people that I'll probably never meet in my life, but it's like, hey, that looks like a nice signature. Let me get it. Um, yeah, just I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a couple more autographs I want. Um, there's a Bruno San Martino autograph that I want. That one looks interesting. Really? Where's that available? Where's that I available? Icebox. Oh, wow. I can know. It, what are they looking for? What are they trying to get for it? There's a couple Bruno ones. They only want like 25. That's really cheap. I would expect that um, uh, they have to go for way uh, to go for way more. It, 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 um, uh, it, considering who it is, you know what I mean? I expect it to go for way more. And, even, you know, he died, what, two years ago? Even I saw that, too, and I was like, oh, no, for 25? I was like... Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, no. I, it's like I had it in my cart, and then I would take it out because I'm sitting there like, shit, I don't know if I want so that's where we're, That's where we're similar in a lot of ways because there's, like, going through that website, High Spots has got to be my favorite site, and I've got something coming. Uh, I checked the tracking today, and it's supposed to be here Monday, but knowing them... For some reason, it'll say it's coming in two weeks and then pop up in less than a week or something like that. So it says it's coming Monday. But I'm hoping that it comes for Saturday. And for anybody that's listening, you can go to my YouTube channel and you're going to see a classic NWA, AWA unboxing. And it's going to be amazing. It's the Professor Rick Del Santo. And check out Dan the Beast 94 for his intense wrestling memorabilia. Are you looking at anything else on uh, High Spots right now? Um, despite the stuff that I've already purchased, um, I told you I'd gotten a couple of uh, PWG events because it's been a while since I've acquired any PWG DVDs. The last one I yeah. got was, um, the last event I got was, uh, Smokey and the Bandito. So that was the last event I got. Okay. Um, I'm definitely behind on some, Well, I'm behind on a lot. They but, have uh, a lot of DVDs up there. The thing with high spots is that. You can buy one. Uh, a, there's a bunch that are up there for five dollars, but then they have like a huge group package if you order like All Star Weekend, and then they all come and it's like thirty bucks for like six DVDs or something like that, and it's just a really good deal. So that's that's one of the greatest things about High Spots is that they have amazing deals. I've seen um, another thing I acquired was the uh, Ring of Honor uh, uh, Alex Kelly compilation. That oh wow. I get that, you know, for ten dollars, you know, I ain't gonna pass that up. Not for ten dollars. That's a really good deal. Yeah. And then there's a couple stuff that I've seen that you might be interested in. Um, they have a couple. I think it's like NWA Florida, and um, they're like four dollars right now. But there's like uh, I've seen like Steve Carino. I've seen AMW, like mm -hmm. early AMW. Okay. Uh, you know, four dollars. I was like, you know, can't really pass that up. No, yeah, that's there's a lot of that stuff over there. A uh, couple, couple shoot interviews too that I was looking to get. Um, 
there's this one Ring of Honor shoot interview with the uh, the Fantastics. Um, uh, the original, the real Fantastics, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton. Yes. Okay. I know. Um, Tommy Rogers was replaced for a little while by uh, um, his brother, Jackie Fulton. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. He. Uh, I, I've seen that. He. Um, I think they were in Smoky Mountain together, Jackie and Bobby. But the Fantastics were one of my favorite tag teams in the eighties. Um, watching them a world class and Jim Crockett promotions and stuff like that. And their, their matches with the sheep herders were pretty insane. Yeah. Those uh, were fun I'm to watch. Really a sucker for uh, midnight express. Absolutely. Which version of the express do you like? I, I would say both, but I'd probably have to say beautiful Bobby and, and um, Stan Lane. I'm more of a Stan Lane version, but uh, I do. Um, I do. You like the Dennis Condry version as well, you know. Yeah. They, they were they were definitely very good, uh, especially their um, uh, skyscraper match with the uh, the road <laughs> Is that where he blew, uh, Cornette blew out his knee, right? In the, yep, uh, taking knees. that fall. Yep. And, uh, Hawk wrestled in a uh, cast because he had broke his ankle in Japan. Yep. Um, so that uh, that match always gave me uh, chills because. I yeah, kind of on and off. So. I can't. I can't handle heights. There's no way I'd be uh, whatever twenty feet up and never, never do it. It's the thing with uh, watching though the old NWA. Like nobody will do stuff like that today. Really, it just seems like uh, everybody's too protected. You know, uh, well, with wrestling, what matches like that, and you figure um, going back to the whole Owen Hart incident, accident that happened. Yeah. Um, definitely, they would definitely do nothing like that again. Yeah. Um, just, uh, wrestling was definitely, uh, definitely had its crazy times back in those yeah. days. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, uh, do anything to get their stuff out there, uh, especially when it came to, like, ratings. Yeah, absolutely. So, one of the things that, uh, before we wrap it up, one of the things that we talked about was that everybody watches WWE. And it's just basically how people discover professional wrestling because it's the only, or it's, I shouldn't say it's the only, but it's the biggest game in town. AEW is number two. And we were talking about how somebody doesn't watch it because they don't like it. But what other wrestling do you watch outside of, uh, obviously, we talked some Ring of Honor and Impact, but what's your favorite professional wrestling TV show? Oh, boy. Um, or promotion, yeah. I should say, because not everything is available. Not everybody does have TV, you right. know. And, and I know uh, you're a huge DVD collector. Yeah. Um. I mean, currently, I would probably have to say AEW, only because yep. that's practically the only thing different um, from WWE that we can actually just go and switch the channel for nowadays. I mean. Impact as we were watching today, you know, you literally have to either get the access TV or you have to download Twitch, which yeah. I would probably prefer Twitch because that's free. You can watch that whenever yeah. the hell you want. Exactly. Yep. And um, yeah, I mean, AEW, I mean, it's something new. It's definitely um, fresh breath of air into the lungs yep. um, of wrestling fans, especially guys who were watching WWE and WCW um, back in the day uh, during the Monday Night Wars. Um, now we're kind of going through the whole 
I, I, I really wouldn't want to say Wednesday, Wednesday Night Wars, but um, the ratings for AEW have definitely been um, surpassing uh, NXT's brand. So I can't really say it's a war, like you said, um, because I don't. I feel like um, I think NXT is only one one week out of whatever, however many eight months or something like that, you know. And I think that. Um, I really love NXT. I do. I think it's one of my favorite products to watch, but I think definitely AEW is doing something different and doing something better. And the roster is stacked. You know, they took every top indie guy that was working everywhere and around the world and around the world and just signed uh, basically anybody that would sign and wanted, did not want to go with uh, WWE because they wanted freedom. You know what I mean? And you know what? It's so funny, too, because it's like these are guys that I was attending Northeast Wrestling shows for. and A lot know, of them were there, I, I, yeah. I, I was literally watching guys like Darby Allen, you know, who was practically, you know, nobody I was familiar with at that time. And I'm just sitting right. there like, wow, this guy's pretty unique. And then I saw some of his PWG work, um, some yep. of the matches he had with the ball. And then all of a sudden get signed with AEW, and I'm just like, wow, he was he was just here. Like, yeah. what? Joe, Joey Janela. Uh, Janela. You know, uh, geez, uh, I can't even think. You know, uh, just, there was like a huge, you know, Joey Janela is like I one of the guys that I really liked a lot, you know, uh, that he also worked matches for um, Northeast Wrestling up in, uh, I know we worked a Bethany show, one of the Bethany shows. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he definitely did a couple one great shows here. Um, same thing with like Ray Phoenix and uh, Pentagon Junior. Um, which I mean, they were already somewhat big, but yeah, I mean, for them to, to sign with a uh, big global promotion like uh, AEW, um, I like those guys. In, yeah, I like those guys in Impact, but I think um, since they went to AEW, there's the shine a little bit more or a little bit differently. You know, it's, it, it's, um, I'm lucky. Uh, I'm very excited for this week. I'm getting the, my uh, next pro wrestling loot box and there's a Pentagon junior autographed item in there. So, uh, I'm pretty psyched about that because I already have Phoenix's autograph, which I was, uh, I cherish because he's like one of my favorites today. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I have, I have two, uh, Pentagon eight by 10. And yep. uh, speaking of uh, Pentagon, I actually do have a uh, Bound for Glory um, 8x10 of uh, Pentagon. Oh, not really? Not yeah. From the, uh, the TNA uh, tote bag specials. Um, they don't make those in my size, those shirts. <laughs> so I can't order the, the, you know. Well, honestly, after I get this next TNA uh, package Thursday, I pray that I get it Thursday. I've only been waiting like two weeks now. Um, I, I probably won't order from them again. I mean, I'll still watch the show, but I probably won't order from them again. I'll probably just go on eBay, get some of their DVDs, whatnot. Right. But, you know, where's uh, a good place to get that stuff is like F- the FYE website because they have stuff marked uh, relatively cheap, you know, uh, there. Right. And then a lot of times you can get them used as well. So, so I mean, I mean, I got a couple good uh, DNA DVDs coming in. Um, Including this one, which I'm not going to open yet. 
I don't know how you hold that stuff. I can't hold it. It's take it, it's hard enough letting it sit there for six hours while I get off work before I make a video. I mean, I mean, you saw me open the uh, the autograph. <laughs> I, kind of I was like, you know what? Let me give uh, Rick Channel a treat here from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now I appreciate that, man. <laughs> That's an awesome autograph too. You know, I like. Yeah, uh, I, I like. I love you know, SCU. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Definitely one of my favorite uh, trios at the moment. Um, yeah. I mean, going back to like favorite wrestling shows. Um, I mean, I would definitely have to say AEW just because it, it it's really developed within. You know, n not even the first AEW show, but you really got to go back to All In back in 2018. Yeah. No, that that was, which I thought was an amazing show. I thought it was phenomenal, that show. I loved it. That, yeah. that I would consider the AEW debut, like, because that's really what it felt like. That was, it was yeah, it was the... Uh... It was like setting you up for AEW, you know. It was, uh, so, and it was just, it was, it was like a prequel kind of. You know what I mean? It was good though. It was, it was phenomenal. I thought it was uh, beginning to end. I thought it was just, and that, one of the things that I thought was weird about the show. I know we're talking about this now. What three years later is that the NWA World Title match was like the third match on the show, which you know yeah. I just thought that was really bizarre, but. I didn't book it, so I'm not gonna. I can't really complain. <laughs> so, right, that yeah, definitely an oddball uh, decision there. Um, going back to other show, I, you know, I'm definitely uh, big as most of my viewers have seen. Uh, Ring of Honor, um, definitely have a lot of Ring of Honor that I still have to uh, pick up on, as, <laughs> as I bought a shitload from that high spot uh, special. You know, twenty five percent off. I was just like, "Well, I'm gonna be expecting a couple boxes." Um, I think I'm other, hoping that they're gonna have another sale soon. I hope. Uh, they're now they don't have any specials, but I think that uh, I heard there's one coming up soon because of uh, probably the beginning of July, like a July Fourth sale or something like that. I, I'll, I'll probably end up hearing something about it anyway because I do have a YouTuber, yeah. um, Dan Couponer, who. Um, oh, I follow him. Yep. Yep. Who practically announces all these deals? Yeah. Um. Who he's actually the one I have to thank because he informed me about the high spots deal. He informed me about the um the 2017 uh, Ring of Honor DVD sale because those DVDs were a dollar ninety nine each when yep. I bought them. Um. Yeah, just crazy deals. And then TNA, which they had their. Uh, they're buy two, get two free DVDs. Yeah. And I ended up buying nine. Um, like I said, I probably won't order from them again because this shit's taken way too long. It seems um, like it. So I was like kind of worry about uh, ordering from them myself. Not They don't have a lot in their store, though, so it's not really well, worth the going first time through. I ordered, the first time I ordered from them, it was okay because it was the, yeah. two, um, the two tote bags, and they came okay. quick. So yeah. I was like, all right, you know, I'll I ordered from them again, but uh, you know, I, I think it just has all to do with like the whole pandemic going on. But um, so yeah. and, um, yeah. we can say that, but you know, uh, recently that's like not every company like they're at, like a lot of these companies. I think that you are using them for this whole pandemic thing as like an excuse uh, to not ship your stuff or take their time because. 
to be honest with you, there's things I've gotten like from high spots. I've gotten in like three to four days, and then there's other things yep. that took. There's uh, there's some then that I ordered. I ordered like um WWE Mystery Crate. Now it's not from WWE. It's from Loot Crate. Um, it's sitting there. It's uh, they were supposed to ship it two months ago, and I haven't received it yet. And they charged me for a second crate for the following month, and that's not even. It's not even supposed to ship until the end of next month. Now they're saying, which I'm just like, they're waiting, making me wait three months, which is just a bunch of crap. Anything from WWE, they ship the same day. They'll place right. the order. So it's like, I'll get that within two to three days. So I'm not worried about that stuff. Same thing with Highspot. Highspot, I ain't worried. I'll get that in a couple of days. I'll order from some, I'll order from there the same yeah. day. And I'll, yep. you know, arrive on time. Um, yeah. Like this uh, SCU autograph. Uh, I think it was like maybe like a day late, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm not really uh, picky when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Ring of Honor's fast. Ring of Honor mm -hmm. a little bit, a lot faster than when they what they used to be. Um, they they were usually um, when I bought their DVDs, I bought them. They got shipped the same day, and I got them within like maybe like four or five days. Right. So that was I, that was. I've ordered from them a few times and uh, back in the day, but I haven't ordered from them in quite a few times. But they were always really quick, you know, very quick. Um, I know yeah. Pro Wrestling Tees is taking a, a while just because of the whole circumstance with the protest. If yep. people seen their Instagram uh, boarding up their store. Um, but we'll see. That's one I still haven't got. I still haven't gotten a confirmation for the uh, the Marty uh, Squirrel shirts I bought yet. Right. So, they, um, but they print on demand for a lot of their stuff. Like the majority of the stuff, it's like uh, on demand. So it's um, I'm a little bit more, you know, I'm a lenient with them as far as like their customers because they always have a really good customer service and they're printing stuff for independent wrestlers and stuff like that on demand, basically, rather than printing up 200 shirts and then they don't, they just sit there in the freaking warehouse and rot, you know? So I'm, I'm a little bit more understanding with the pro wrestling tees as opposed to like other companies. Right. So, yeah, so I'm, you know. for shirts. I'm still waiting for that demolition shirt that I ordered. Um, RF video. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad he called. I'm definitely glad he called me twice because I, I was not expecting a call from RF video today. Um, like, hey, it's such and such from RF video. Like, oh, yeah, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't ordered from them, but I, I, I do see a lot on their website. <laughs> yeah, they want to send you some free stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Damn, they found me. Fuck. <laughs> all right dan how can everybody find you on the uh interwebs and social um, media you can find me on facebook uh danny bryant you can find me on instagram it should be uh d underscore banshee 187 you can find me on youtube at dan the beast 94 um be sure to hit that like button and uh, leave those comments down below, especially if you're a new subscriber, you're watching my videos, and you're not subscribed. What are you doing? Hit that button. <laughs> but this is Rick's channel. So. Go to it. Go follow Dan the Beast 94 because he's got some really great unboxings and just a really awesome dude and great collector. And we're going to be doing, what did we talk about earlier? Doing a uh, uh, 
an unboxing together of sorts uh, through Skype uh, and uploading uh, it. Um, definitely going to be doing more of these uh, impact reviews every yeah. Tuesday. I mean, yep. As long as I'm, uh, as long as my work schedule is uh, good, you know. I mean, if we miss a couple weeks, that's fine. I mean, we can always like catch back up. Yeah, we'll uh, figure it out. You know. We'll work you in here somehow because, you know, there's always uh, plenty of content to keep going no matter what night of the week it is. There's wrestling. There's only wrestling is only uh, there's only one night out of the week it's not on, which is uh, what Thursday. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure we can find out of the other six days a week something to create an episode for. Um, I know we recently talked about maybe like superstar talks, you know, talking about yep. like a certain superstar, their career. Um, yeah. I know you also mentioned about, um, you know, getting like certain wrestlers or like podcasts. I know you oh, yeah. uh, mentioned, I've got a- you know, the hometown guy, uh, just incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. I've been in talks with him, so we'll see what happens there. So, uh, yeah. Um, stay tuned, guys. Uh, me and uh, Rick plan on doing a lot of uh, collab videos. You know, my uh, new uh, tag team partner in crime here. So, I guess. <laughs> All right, Dan. Hence the, reason, hence the reason I have the uh, tag team belt, I guess. I'm a tag team <laughs> specialist. One more question. How many DVDs are in the background there? Because I see quite a few. Ooh, you know, that's something that I, I should really be accountable for. Um, let me see Blu ray, box sets. I don't know. I mean, that's something I'm going to have to really uh, barely <laughs> check into because, you know, I mean, it's mostly WWE, but I mean, I got a few rare WWE stuff, um, Ring of Honor, PWG, FIP, um, yep. starting to get back into TNA, uh, um, WWE Blu-ray. The WrestleMania Legacy VHS uh, box set that was supposed to come with 1 through 15, but I only got 14 because the guy wanted to be a dude. So, <laughs> so let me ask you, do you still have a VCR? I don't. Oh, okay. um, I, I wish I did. Um, I know the TV that I had a couple years back, um, it was already a VHS and DVD assembled TV. So okay. it's like already built in. Um, I don't think I would ever be interested in buying a VHS, um, just for like nostalgia purposes. You know, have VHS. If I ever meet somebody who attended that certain event or who's on a cover, right. VHS. Um, I got a couple sealed WWE DVDs, which I think I'll showcase off one right now. Alan. I keep this sealed. Um, I mean, it's not really that rare of a DVD, but the way I found it on High Spots, go check out High Spots, guys. Uh, this forcible entry Hulk Hogan DVD set. I remember that one. Yep. Um, this usually goes about about twenty dollars on eBay. High Spots was selling it for four dollars at the time, but the best thing Can't about pass it, it, up. Is it came with a two-song sampler. From WWE uh, Forceful Entry. That's interesting. I don't ever remember that. Yep. So, uh, the, 
you know, it, and it's crazy too because I found it for four dollars on high spots. You go on there now, they list it for twenty four. So I got it for a good price, and I also picked up um, WrestleMania eighteen from high spots as well. Um, okay, brand new. Um, it was resealed. The only thing that they did, I don't know why they did it, was they took out the inserts, mm. which I don't understand why they would do that, but. Um, another thing that's added to my collection, um, I have the Vengeance 2002 pay-per-view, um, which is a very rare WWE DVD, only because, um, fun fact, back at that time, when they were going through the whole name change from F to E, um, they really didn't want to promote their DVDs in, like, retail stores, they didn't, you know, they didn't have the DVDs in Walmart, Kmart at that time, Blockbuster, uh, Toys R Us, if you want to say that too. Um, the only way you were able to acquire these DVDs was from online. Or if you got the WWE subscription magazines, fill out your order, um, and they would just mail it to you. So huh. everybody who was ever wondering why those two DVDs, Vengeance and Judgment Day, were so rare, that's practically why. Wow, that's pretty interesting. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. Wow. All right, Dan. I'm going to wrap it up because I think I'm losing some battery here. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to continue this uh, probably either later in the week, and we'll talk more collectibles. We'll talk more professional wrestling, Impact, AEW, WWE, and uh, we'll obviously give HighSpots.com the rub even more. <laughs> so, yep. So... You know, don't forget. I mean, highspots.com. Go check it out. <laughs> One more time, it's Dan the Beast ninety four on YouTube. And yep, um, Danny Bryant on Facebook. Um, Danny Bryant. Uh, I think the username's like D underscore Banshee one eighty seven on Instagram. Go check it out. Uh, follow me. Subscribe to my channel. Uh, you know. Be sure to tell, you know, hey, Rick sent me, you know, and then I'll know. <laughs> All right, man. I will be talking to you a little bit later, man. Have a great night. All right. You too. All right, man. Goodbye. All right, man. <laughs> yeah.